Welcome to The Candid Creative, a show made for creators, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Whether you're starting out, growing, or established, this is the show for you. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode for The Candid Creative. My name is Antonio, and today we have a very special guest. We'll be talking about blogging and how to get started in the world of blogging. All right, enough of me talking. Let's jump right in. So for those who don't know you, tell us a bit about your background and what you do and how long have you been doing it. Okay, so I'm Janini. You can call me Jan and I'm from India. So I started my career as an IT professional and uh, I was not really an IT person. So I had to quit my job and then uh, I tried nearly a couple of uh, so many things, but it nearly took me seven years to find, you know, uh, to find what I was passionate about. And uh, after t- seven years, I found that writing was my passion. And then I started to write, uh, started to write and uh, I worked as a freelancer for nearly three years. And then, and then now, uh, Last uh, November 2019, I started my very own firm, Digital Enchanto, and where we offer content writing and digital marketing services to other businesses. I know you primarily do a lot of blog tips, blog content in terms of like doing stuff on Instagram. How do you think that businesses and creatives can benefit from writing or creating their own blogs or blog posts? Uh, actually, for creators and business, there are three main reasons, you know, three main factors, I would say, that uh, play a huge role with this blogs, actually. The first thing is to establish their authority. When you write, uh, when you keep providing valuable content, you know, people start seeing you as an expert, you know, and probably over the years, you become a thought leader by providing valuable content. So you mark your expertise there. And the next thing will be for SEO purpose. Uh, it's not, you know, you can have a great masterpiece, but there's no point in having an excellent masterpiece without having traffic, you know, without having people to uh, look at your content so SEO was really important to drive in the traffic and the third uh, thing would be to uh, for the action conversion to take place it's like uh, you know you, you, through writing you know we can persuade our reader to buy our products or services so that's really important you know to have a blog if it's a business or a creative to showcase your skill so these are the three main things I would say you know it's really important to have a blog right need to kind of like drive more traffic and i think also i mean i could be wrong but like also there's i feel like there's a different type of audience that you're going to also kind of get because a lot of people like reading like blog posts instead of like seeing the carousels or reading the carousels i think sometimes also too if you're like creating that yes. kind of funnel to that i think it's also like kind of a good like combination for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a great way, actually. But you cover for businesses, and I think, like, for creatives, like, for people, like, I don't know, like, like me, or people that are, like, designers, why should they kind of join and start doing blog posts as well? Is that, is it something similar the way, like, how businesses are, or would it be a little bit different? No, uh, it's, I think it's all going to be the same, probably, because you are going to, even if you're a designer, I think it would be best to share designing tips at, uh, in your own way, actually. So that's really going to be good. So uh, not just blogs, you know, for example, uh, Vasim is there. So he provides awesome tutorials, you can even do vlogs, actually. Uh, even if you're not really familiar with writing, you know, that, that is really good way to explore, you know, because I'm not a designer, so I'm learning a lot from him, actually. Not just him, you know, a lot of other designers really, uh, they say it through 
uh, you know, different ways actually. You don't have to be a writer to always have a blog. So you can do different other ways and explore. And the only thing is just marking your expertise, you know. So people come up to you for advice. That's really important. So I think as long as you have something to share, uh, people are going to, you know, you're, you're, that's nothing to worry about. You can do something, either it's audio form or video, uh, any type of content you can always share. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess kind of one of those things of like, yeah, you, like you said, like you don't have to be like a designer, you have to be a writer. It's more about what you have to share. I mean, I know that, like, I'm not very familiar, like, a lot. Like, I know a little bit about SEO and sort of writing blog posts in terms of if you're trying to optimize it for certain, like, engines and stuff like that. But I guess, what is your approach when you're writing a blog post, let's say, for, like, a client or a business or, or even for yourself? Um, how do you approach that? optimization side of it or is this something that comes natural yeah uh, actually for creating a good copy i would say uh, you know there's like three approaches like these three are you have to do it for having a good optimized page the first thing is coming up with original piece you know it should be uh, you know you should have originality is really important it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to come up with new ideas but you can just add your perspective to uh, to the you know because google will penalize you if you're gonna copy paste the content so the originality is really important and the second thing is readability for seo readability is really important you know the site structure is important for example you need to have an interaction uh, subheadings the body part and then the conclusion part uh, the structure of the site is really important and then the message has to be given in a digestible way you know a clear message should be given you know even you know anyone you know even the kids should be able to understand what you're trying to tell you you know so the message must be really clear and the third thing is to be findability findability is how your uh, you know you the efforts that you put in your page to make it findable for the search engines so for that we need to have this uh, keyword research a proper keyword research and then uh, technical seo has to be good and then the site structure uh, these three things uh, you know, all these three factors are this is the right approach i would recommend you know uh, going for that uh, proper optimization this is like the first step you know the basic step that you need to do to have a good optimized page as far as we have an original piece and it's properly readable and uh, relevant, of course, you know, and then uh, a findable content, you're actually having a good piece. You know, uh, there's a lot more to it for customization process also, you know, in the findability part. I don't know if we kind of covered this already, but I guess it's kind of like there are a lot of people that create other mediums of content and then they kind of like transfer that content and make it into blog posts. Do you think that's something that people should should do, or what are the things that people should be, I guess, um, sort of like on the fence about that, or how should people approach that? Like, what are the things that people should be careful when doing that? Okay, so first thing I would like to say is Google is really very smart. You know, you know, it can easily identify what you do, so it keeps track of everything, and it's really good at that. So if you're gonna, uh, you might end up if you're gonna use the same content from your blogs to carousels or something, you might end up with duplicating of content. So I would suggest you to repurpose your content. Like for example, if you have a carousel on uh, seven ways to grow on Instagram, you can make that as uh, you can take one point and then, for example, like an engagement, you can make that as into a podcast or 
or into a blog. So try to use your content in different ways. You know, deliver it in different types. Like uh, you know, uh, you can elaborate it or you can uh, make it uh, give it like an overview. Just play around, but just make sure you don't just uh, duplicate your content and uh, uh, end up. You know, all the hard work is finally going to be like uh, Google is going to just wipe it off in a second. Actually, so it be very careful not to duplicate content. So. I would recommend you to repurpose it. Yeah. So that's a great approach, I would say, instead of getting penalized. Right. Do you think when people repurpose content, they should, because I feel like, I mean, specifically, like if you're coming from like a carousel, there's a lot of like bullet points or information that has to get very compressed. So do you think people should expand on that topic? Yeah, exactly. That's what they should do. You know, they should, they should pick up a point and then elaborate on it so people can, uh, yeah, so they can give it in a different form. Like uh, if it's going to be a carousel, you can make it into a blog or a podcast or a YouTube, uh, sorry, or a video. So anything like that, it's really good, actually. You know, uh, uh, as long as you keep providing value, it's uh, any type of content, it's really good, except for duplicating it. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's, that's, that's the thing that I think everybody... Like, like it doesn't matter what you do, you still should. Like if you're going to transfer to a different medium, I think you should like collaborate, bring something new to that because you might reach a new audience. So you don't want to like just repurpose the same, <laughs> keep copy pasting all of it. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the other question that I have here is if for those who are listening when this comes out, it's for those people that people or businesses are thinking of starting or want to create their own content, either for blogs or it might be even for Instagram, what is something that you would recommend them to do before they put the content out there? Okay. Um, uh, for this, actually, they need to think from the point of a uh, user, actually. Make sure that your blog or site is user-friendly because Google has, uh, you know, it, uh, user experience is, uh, they are obsessed with user experience, I should say. So as long as your site is, like, user-friendly, the people are easily able to navigate through your site. You know, all these things are really important for Google because uh, when you have a good user experience, the bounce rate is going to be less, actually. If you have a higher bounce rate, Google is going to think that your page doesn't, you know, do well or it's relevant or not relevant to the uh, audience so you're not going to end up in good ranking so that that's an easy way to drop you in your SEO so it's really good that you have a user-friendly approach focus for the users whatever you do do it for the users always think about the users and not about the algorithm because that's where you know most people fail actually they're trying to optimize or uh, uh, making the site you know everything they do it for the algorithm that's not really advisable so when you do it for the users, automatically Google is going to reward you. So keep users in mind. And then uh, for SEO, I would suggest them to approach it like a holistic SEO, like uh, the technical SEO, link building, everything to get an on-page content. Everything should be seen as a package, actually, because SEO, mostly people, where they get lost is uh, they just either optimize the content alone or uh, they build the links alone. So it doesn't work like that. You know, all the three together, it's what makes a good uh, ranking, actually. So that's really important to approach SEO as a holistic uh, SEO. So these will be some of my recommendations for people who are just starting out. If you're enjoying this episode and this podcast, please make sure to leave the podcast a review. It will mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the show. Like you mentioned, like SEO, like people see it as like, like, like focus on one component and then forget about the other ones. I think it's also something that a lot of people, I guess, struggle or also 
focus on something specifically like, like even if it's on instagram or somewhere else it's kind of that like kind of like tunnel vision of well this is one part of it so i need to focus on that how how long should people like like how long should a blog post be because i know that i have heard a lot of people like oh it should be over 500 words or it should be this amount of words or uh actually yeah people actually there's a misconception like people think that uh, the shorter blog posts are easier for people to read no but it's wrong google ranks uh longer pages actually people love reading long at least skimming through you know there's a lot of information so longer the content is uh the ranking you know the ranking factor is more so make sure your content is long enough and uh there's some more uh aspects like using keyword density i go by yoast and i would say it's my go-to guide for everything so uh according to Yoast, you they need you need to have a keyword density of around zero point five to three percent. So I would recommend you to have two percentage of uh, keywords for the complete uh, to the total word total word contention. So two percentage in the sense I would suggest you to focus on long tail keywords. Long tail keywords are like. a uh, big keywords like uh, you know like uh, like what are the benefits of uh, using content marketing for blog what are the benefits of using blogs for my business so this is this is a long tail keyword so these are the ways like you know you can actually rank better you know focus like two percentage is two percentage of times and uh, uh, spreading your keyword throughout so i think i just got deviated from the topic so <laughs> No, no, you're good. I mean, this this is the okay. So, so, so then the keyword has to be spread out throughout. Like, um, you can have it in the title, and these are the pages that you should have. Like having the keyword in the title, and then uh, uh, the first paragraph, and then uh, uh, you know, uh, and the keyword also has to be spread out. And having the keyword in the meta description part is really important because people there are so many pages that doesn't have a meta description, but it's really important to have a meta description. it's one of the ranking factor so make sure your keyword is there in the meta description and in subheadings and it's also wise to use uh, synonyms because google is google can identify synonyms comparative terms singular plural everything you know if it's going to be a focus key phrase so it's going to uh, understand that you're writing about the that particular for example if you want to make an article about keyword research uh, google will understand all the you know the different forms also so uh, you can actually use uh, synonyms by using synonyms your readability gets better you know you do not keep repeating the keyword again and again you know so that becomes in you know, a little odd and uh, so this actually helps and then um, internal structure linking between two different blogs that's really good that actually helps you know to uh, it helps google understand better of course your uh, site and what you're actually doing and then um, the site structure in general these are and uh another important thing that helps in ranking is the page speed you know this people uh, page speed is super important so when i have you know that also comes under user experience because we are we are really into you know everybody is fast and so going to type size takes long time to load you know the next second people are going to just bounce back so that's really important yeah it's been a site actually so it's really important to have a very you know google is also obsessed with site speed so speed is super important so these are some of the you know some of the key things that you need to keep in mind when you're writing a blog post to have a good optimized uh, seo so these are uh, something that um, you know just like the bits and pieces have actually uh, 
it's, it's, it's it was something that's really like a, a huge part you know even like uh, there's so many things to consider for example you have to use transition words and uh, you, you shouldn't have any longer sentences you know this comes under readability so longer sentences like not more than 20 words so you need to have it like the two shorter words and then you need to use a lot of transition words. Transition words have to be used actually 20% of the times. So because uh, transition words, actually, it's really difficult to use transition words, you know, because we are like somehow, you know, we use use it sparingly, uh, at least for me, because I'm, I'm a non-English speaker. So I just, we don't use it much here. <laughs> so it's really hard for us to use, you know, a lot of transition words like therefore, however, indeed, and all those things. But they actually make your sentences, sentence structure smooth, and uh, it gives a really good finish for the. You know, when you read it, it really gives a good finish. So, and Google is really smart. You know, you, it wants the best for the users. So, it, it all these are like minute, minute, uh, you know, minute parts for minute bits for uh, a good ranking. I mean, it sounds. I mean, I just learned something new. I didn't know that um, that Google. Could I? I mean, I knew that Google was smart, but like, I didn't know that their system identifies like synonyms. So I didn't know something that I, I, I just learned myself. So I'm like, oh, that's that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like I knew that they that they ranked on like like shorter sentences. I was like, oh, like that's something that I always hear, like shorter sentence, keywords, blah blah blah, and all that. That the stuff with synonyms. That's that's something that that is interesting to me. Yeah, and as you said, I think it's it's um, like those transition words. I think is usually because I mean I haven't ri- like written that many like blog posts, but when I was like writing some of them, like on WordPress and all of that, they kind of give you kind of those things like oh, readability is at like zero, or like this is the like the quality, and it's always kind of that thing of like oh, readability is, is like bad. Like when I used to write it, and I was like, okay, it's like I need to fix those those words. Yeah, actually, when I started out, I didn't know what is a transition word was. I was like, in Google was, you know, I was using Yoast plugin and it kept telling me, like, there's no enough transition words. I was like, what is a transition word? And then I Googled and then I just saw a, a huge page opened up, you know, so, and that's how I learned, actually. So it's like, it's always like, you know, it's an ongoing process. You have to keep learning. And the most important thing people forget is SEO was like a long-term process. You cannot expect results immediately. So it takes a long time, you know, you have to keep doing lots of hard work like keep providing masterpieces after masterpiece of content with good links and building your authority is really important and you need to build the trust you know it's SEO is more similar to Instagram growth if you see actually so Instagram you have the, the page every the strategy I would say is really similar you know you need for a good number of growing number of followers, you need uh, good content and you need to build, engage with your uh, network. So that's how we use for building um, the links and all. And for example, for design would be like for having you create good visuals, you know, that would be like, you know, having a good site structure. So some of this is just my opinion, but I felt that uh, Instagram and SEO, something like they share a similar strategy. So something, you know, just, uh, it's, it's just, again, it's a long term. You need a lot of patience and all to work with it, Instagram. Like that you mentioned, like kind of long term. Like there was a few people that that have said to me, like, "Oh, it takes about like a few months for like for actually SEO to kind of start working on your page like properly." And I think it comes down to what you were saying, like about consistency. Yes, it's, it really takes time because you need to have a good authority. Like there's something that's ranking factor like page authority, domain authority. It's just a score that Google gives you, you know. For example, uh, sites like uh, Yoast or something, they have a domain authority. is nothing but the trust your website has, you know. The, the trust in the sense number of links and uh, um, number of links that is uh, pointing towards um, 
the, the basic trust actually. So how trustworthy your site is. So for example, if you're some new beginner and you have a new site out there, it's all going to be zero actually. You not have any links and nobody's going to you know have any links to you. So everything will be from the base level. So if you're going to start something from a scratch, it is going to take time and uh, you, you need to start working on building the connections first. So building the trust is really important and it takes a lot of time. So it definitely takes a few months actually to Right. And stay consistent also. So it's a lot of lot of work. Yeah. Right. I think people just yeah, people get kind of like like furious about like, oh, I've been in here for like two, two months two or three months. Why am I not growing or what am I not like ranking? It takes time, like I you say. I think that's funny that like different platforms or different mediums kind of have still the same kind of behavior in terms of I mean I guess they're all they're all algorithms, so I guess it kind of makes sense that that it takes time building trust. As you say, I mean, it's I mean, it's basically as if you were like in real person still. Like nobody's gonna straight up trust you from just like, oh hi, my name is so and so. Like hi, like trust me. <laughs> to me, that's all the questions that I have. I don't know if you had to add anything um, to the conversation or sort of give like any sort of closing remarks instead of what people how people can get started or what are some good resources for people to to help them kind of create their blogs or grow their blogs okay i always recommend wordpress because it's really super easy and uh, it's also you know it's it's really good to customize your page and give it a good look and everything is super easy but uh, uh, wordpress is the only thing that i would suggest and then um, uh, there are other for, for learning about seo the courses and all as i said i always go by yoast and they have amazing courses they offer actually so i always go by yoast so you, you can try that actually if people are interested they can definitely try it out yoast they provide uh, videos and it's really simple actually. i want to thank you for for coming in here and talking and taking out your time to kind of have a conversation i really thank you for having me here actually it's really a great pleasure to be here with you on your podcast well it's my pleasure to have you thank you for having me here Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It means the world to me. Don't forget to follow and leave us a review. Until next time, stay creative and always create content that you love. Please do continue listening. As part of the podcast launch, I release with five episodes.